You're listening to the Get Fucking Real Show. Strap in as your host, Lisa Cherney, takes you on a ride full of GFR moments. From powerful messages to exclusive interviews to untold stories of super shitty moments before big successes. And even real-life confessions. Lisa's been mentoring millionaire entrepreneurs for over 20 years, coaching top coaches and tapping her mighty woo-woo side to mentor the best of the best spiritual peeps. It's time to bring on the straight talk from successful, soulful entrepreneurs, inspiring you to live without regrets, to create your legacy, and be unapologetically you. And now, it's time to GFR. Life is too short to be a slave to your own dream Cause I'm working too hard And I want to feel so alive I jump out of bed because I love my life Living on my terms, I know that I will thrive Being myself, clarity will arrive So I'll stand out and be J-U-I-C-Y Hello, everybody. Welcome to Get Fucking Real. I'm Lisa Cherney, and I am going to get fucking real today. This is a Lisa's confession episode, and this is the episode that I have had on my heart to record since the moment, actually before I conceived of the show and the Get Fucking Real mission. This was something that was in my heart. In fact, I did a podcast in February 2018 with one of our guests, Andrea J. Lee, and it was called Married and Dating. And it was a big, for me, public coming out of sorts around my non-monogamy, opening up my marriage, and all of the ways that that had impacted me at the time. So now we are about a year, no, a year and a half from that episode. And this is a significant episode for this show because ultimately I'm answering the question about what the fuck does that have to do with me and my business? And what does this topic ultimately have to do with you and your business and your mission? So that's what we're going to explore today, and my intention is that it bubbles things up for you, that it leads to GFR moments, that at the very least, it has you confessing things just to yourself that might be out of alignment, that might be suppressing some of your magnificence in this world and the ultimate mission that you are to fulfill while you're here. So I had been married for over 18 years to a man that I met one year out of college. We were, I was 23. We had been on a wild ride together from quitting corporate jobs in our 20s to waiting 10 years to have our first and only child. My parents will tell you that I have been marching to my own drum my whole life, but opening my marriage catapulted me into a whole new dimension of unusual. It was, this all happened about six years ago at the time of the recording of this episode, shortly after I reached my goal of seven figures in my business. And I, at the time, 
saw that that was not Nirvana. It did not fix everything. <laughs> bummer. It was such a bummer. And I was looking for some new juice to my life. Now, eventually, I actually dismantled that business. Most of you know that story because it wasn't fun. But my marriage at the time was very solid. And we were even having a bit of a sexual renaissance of sorts. I had just turned 40 and 50 Shades of Grey had hit the zeitgeist. So I don't need to say any more about that. It was influential and fun. And one day, hubby and I were disclosing sexual fantasies, things that we had not shared before. It's amazing what you could still learn about somebody after 18 years of marriage. And we discovered we had a few in common that required additional people in our bedroom. <gasps> Picture me with my hand over my mouth in a jesting kind of way. Um, so this was the beginning of the adventure. Within three years, we went from casual, sexy types of adventures. Some call this swinging. It's not quite like the key swapping uh, version of the 1970s. To allowing each other to fall in love with others. Some call this polyamory, which means multiple loves. That's actually something that we never thought we would be willing to do when we first opened up. We were very nervous about that, but having sexy adventures, that felt pretty harmless. So just a word of advice that if you begin, it's a slippery, wonderful, fun slope, but just know <laughs> that you can have your ideas of what you are dabbling in and just be aware that you are opening yourself up to a huge uh, personal development, spiritual development, sexual development boot camp. <laughs> so we ultimately recognized that a core value of our partnership from the very beginning had always been to allow each other to fully express and to explore different desires and adventures, like quitting perfectly good jobs. We had both done that, and Greg had quit his job as an engineer to become a chiropractor, and I had quit you know, jobs when actually shortly after you started chiropractor school, I quit my job. So like that, very unconventional ways of doing things. And so we ultimately really felt like this was no different. I know it's very different, but ultimately it felt like it was no different. Um, and we were committed to doing the work to make it work. And it is significant work, y'all. Very significant. And uh, like I said, uh, a spiritual and personal boot camp. And like the first one, I would say, is my business. And the second spiritual boot camp that I had is parenting, still is. And then this non-monogamy journey for sure is right up there. So what does this have to do with my journey as a mission-driven entrepreneur, a successful, soulful entrepreneur? And how has this impacted my business? Well, I tell you that I got fucking real on many levels, from sexual identity to owning my attraction and who I was attracted to, to how I feel about my body, and ultimately realizing I had a need and a desire for more love in my life. And this, all of this fuels my mission, which I really define as the expression of who I am, the expression of what I desire, and what I think actually leads to fulfillment. Now, speaking of life and fulfillment, 
I read an article at the end of 2018 that ultimately led to my commitment to launch this show and to get fucking real in my own life. And I'm going to share with you about this article because I feel like it might actually help you and inspire you to take action on anything that bubbles up from you from what I'm sharing today. So the article was called Top Five Regrets of the Dying, and it was, it's by Bronnie Ware, W-A-R-E. And when I read these five regrets, it's, it really was the thing that just ultimately had me say, I need to find a way to, be fully, to fully express my life journey and to help other people. Because if I am on my deathbed, when I am on my deathbed, and I am doing a life review, the thing that I would most regret was not sharing, was not sharing. And, and at the time, this, this whole non-monogamy, opening up my marriage, sexual revolution for me was the thing that I had not shared in a bigger, more public way. So here are the five regrets of the dying, and you'll see what I mean. The first is, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. Number two, I wish I hadn't worked so much. Number three, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Number four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Number five, I wish I had let myself be happier. So the very first one, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. I was doing that, but I wasn't talking about it. You know, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Now, I consider myself pretty expressive, but there were some things that I had not shared. And for me, like this is not a value for everyone. For me, when I, had, when I feel like I've had a secret, something that I'm not sharing, I feel very incongruent. Like for me, being authentic, which is something we throw that around a lot, for me, being authentic is sharing all the stuff, um, all my stuff, right? And ultimately, sharing that with the people that I love most around me, and then ultimately you, you as a listener, you as a client, you know, you as somebody that I am meant to touch their life in some way. Ultimately, I'm meant to give you permission in some way. So I hope that this episode gives you a shitload of permission to do the things that are going to have you not have the regret of, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. And I wish that I had let myself be happier. So future episodes on this topic could include um, hearing from my mom. Um, she, ultimately, she loves having additional children. <laughs> That's what she'll tell you. You could hear from um, a boyfriend or a lover of mine. You might hear from the wife of a boyfriend or a lover of mine. And I have a vision of having my daughter, my teenage daughter on the show as well, talking about a whole host of GFR type things. Um, ultimately, around this topic, <laughs> she found out, um, she found out, we came out to her. She was the first one, actually, that we came out to her. And it was when she was 10, so a few years ago. And she has a lot to say on the topic, but you would be surprised that most of it really has to do with it's not a big deal. <laughs> 
you know, she said, when we told her, she said, as long as you stay married, you could do whatever you want, right? I mean, she just wanted to know about stability. And uh, I feel like we really got to her at a really sweet age where she didn't have lots of ideas about how things should be done. All right, so let's talk about how this whole GFRing <laughs> in my primary domestic relationship, for me, this is my marriage, but for you, it could be somebody you call your partner, it could be a lover, it could be some other primary relationship that you have in your life. Let's talk about how GFRing in my primary domestic relationship impacted my business. All right, so number one, let's see how many numbers. I think I have nine here. So number one, the number one, and these are actually not in order, so, so I'm not going to do like a David Letterman thing here. So the first thing I want to share is that how it impacted my mission, my business, my, my, my ultimately what I believe is my full expression of my life, the fulfillment, the, the, what, I'm, what I'm here to do, right? What I'm here to do, the meaning that my life has, how I feel like this non-monogamy opening up uh, has impacted that. The first thing is that I know myself better. I mean, really, I can't think of actually anything that's more important than that, but there's lots of really great things on this list. So one of the ways that I've gotten to know myself better is knowing who I'm attracted to and why. And this, I learned, has far-reaching applications other outside of like intimate relationships or dating. Really knowing who I ultimately want to spend time with, who I want to be around, um, who does give me tingly feelings of me wanting to kiss him. I mean, that's helpful to know that too. And ultimately, I feel like knowing who I'm attracted to helped me to know who I want as a client, who I want to really dedicate myself to as a mentor, which I think is, you know, my most favorite way to express my business is to, is to really um, get intimate with somebody on helping them to live their mission. And now I know who I could best serve on an on a even deeper level by knowing who I'm attracted to. You know, being with the same male uh, gendered partner or male identified partner for 18 years, you know, does limit, in some ways, limit possibilities of me getting to know myself and getting to know who I'm attracted to. I got to really explore my gender identity. This is not something that I knew to even explore when I was younger. You know, as I think a lot of young people nowadays um, have, you know, are exposed to the idea of, of exploring, you know, their pronouns. Are they a he? Are they a she? Are they a they? You know, I had nothing. I had no idea about that. And also my sexual identity, Right. Getting to know myself better and my sexual identity, who I'm attracted to, who I want to have sex with, who I want to date, who I want to be in a relationship with. I, again, I, I wasn't one of those uh, kiss the girls in college kind of gals. So I didn't really explore a lot of that. And it's just so valuable to get to know myself um, on, you know, on that level and ultimately like know that for me, it's really actually not about a person and their gender, but really just about the person and who I'm attracted to. Also on the topic of getting to know myself better, communicating my needs and desires. This is huge, right? We're talking about boundaries. We're talking about consent. We're talking about what I like, what I don't like. And, you know, that was 
in, you know, in this context was with new partners, right? Even, you know, not necessarily even sexual situations, but just in dating, like how I want to be communicated with and how often and what my needs are. And I, I did not know what that was when I first started you know, exploring relationships with other partners, you know, you know, when I first started dating 20 years ago, you know, there was no texting and, you know, you know, uh, was FaceTime and all that. It was like, you know, how often did somebody call you? How often did you see them? That pretty much was it. So really getting to know what my needs are, getting to know myself better in that way. And then, uh, this is such a juicy topic. I could do a whole episode on this, which was getting to know myself better when it came to dating and relating at 45 and not when I, you know, not being 20. So like, you know, 25 years had gone by since I had explored that whole dynamic and doing it now and really owning that I'm a, you know, confident, experienced, you know, more sex positive woman um, that I was when I was in my 20s and how the ideas that I had about was okay and not okay and good girl and not good girl and all that bullshit, how that had evolved so much in the culture and just with me as a person and really um, owning what was my own, what really was good for me and not what I had known um, to be the rules. And gosh, oh my God, this is so applicable to me as a business owner and really like just even launching this whole thing that has the word fuck in it and, and, um, and being willing to own that that's fun for me and that's really me and, and uh, you know, all, I mean, I just can go on and on. So that's just number one, knowing myself better. All right. The second way that this adventure in my relationship has impacted me as the mission-driven business owner is in increasing my self-confidence. Oh, Lordy, has it increased my self-confidence. One of the ways it's increased my self-confidence is I have a new appreciation and like okayness when somebody doesn't like me. Ah, oh, and this is so hard for us as a mission-driven business owner because we are a sense um, putting ourselves out there. Like it's sometimes I even say it's like, you know, our heart is beating outside of our chest and someone who's comes and squashes it when they don't want to work with us. You know, it's so vulnerable. And I really got to be okay if somebody doesn't like me, if they're not attracted to me. Of course, this relates directly to me being comfortable in my body. And, you know, I think, I think men and women both have issues with their body image and warps, you know, warped body images. I'm more knowledgeable about women's issues. And I, you know, I even dealt with eating disorder when I was younger. And, you know, I just spent most of my, you know, 20s being worried about being fat and, you know, just having a, a not athletically slim body that I saw in all of the images. And, Gosh, having self-confidence and acceptance about my curvy body and, you know, that I am super sexy to like perfectly, the perfect right people, <laughs> that I don't need to be attractive, physically attractive to all people is just so freeing. And it, it actually in many, many times made me laugh because, you know, a primary central thing that I've been teaching for since I started my own business um, 20 years ago has been about identifying and claiming our ideal client. 
and knowing that we're not trying to attract everybody. We're trying to attract our ideal client and not worrying about saying things that turn them off, you know, turn people off because, hey, those are non-ideal clients and it's okay. <laughs> we just want to attract the ideal ones. And I can go on and on about how in such a humorous way, how similar it is um, to dating um, and relating and attracting uh, people that we want to work with in our business and you know how gosh I, <laughs> I just had a laugh thinking about uh, putting creating online profiles dating profiles and all these different websites for anything you're looking for really and how you know my husband and I had such a journey with coming up with the right profile to attract the right people and how many jokes we made about marketing and and uh, and yes, and how we really ultimately realized the more honest that we were um, about, and the more we learned about what we liked and didn't like and what we wanted and didn't wanted, how, and we were our willingness to put it out there, how it created opportunities um, and attraction for, uh, for what we were looking for. So increased self-confidence, knowing myself at, at a deeper level um, and accepting that it's okay if someone doesn't like me, so monumentally powerful for me as a business owner and me being okay with having a sales conversation and somebody, you know, ultimately finding that person's on a match. It's like, I just have a whole new level of okayness with that. Oh, oh, one more thing I want to say about um, being comfortable in my body is how powerful and this, uh, how it's impacted my self-confidence is how powerful it is with me on stage. One of my most happy places is teaching on stage in a live setting. And I, I mean, I've always gotten feedback from people around, I just love your energy and you're so funny. And, and um, when we first, you know, from the moment we really, we opened up our marriage and I started having sexy adventures and like dating and relating. And I began to embody a new energy on stage. There was just a confidence, comfortable in my own skin, even being a little flirty on stage and just, just really owning all of that and being aware of all that. So huge. And seeing naked people in all shapes and sizes, you know, we don't get that opportunity generally. <laughs> so we're like just looking at what we see in magazines or like who's in our household or whatever. And so uh, just so much I could be, so much I could talk about, about how it's increased my self-confidence. All right. Number three, how this whole adventure has impacted my business. I have a much keener, stronger intuition specifically about people. There's something that some kind of access that was opened up at a deeper, more profound level by opening up my marriage. I feel like there was, and I think I'm going to talk about this later in, a, in another one of these examples. I feel like I had imposed a filter on myself because I was, you know, uh, a married lady and I had ideas about conversations that were okay or not okay to have. Uh, particularly, you know, there is unwritten rules about friendships with people that are of the opposite sex, you know, when you're married and, you know, there's, 
you know, I feel like I had a guard up when it came to connecting with people because, you know, I wanted it, you know, I didn't want it to, you know, go to a place that, you know, was inappropriate. And there was just sort of all of this, these rules that, that were, that I had allowed, um, because of society, religious, all kinds of stuff that I had allowed me, allowed to impact how I was, how I opened up to people in general. And so, um, I feel like, I have such a keener sense and intuition about people now because I open myself fully to connecting when I connect with somebody because I'm not worried about where it's going to go. I know that it can actually go wherever I want it to go. Um, and, and that is after, you know, you know, a half a dozen years doing this and my husband and I getting to a level where we, you know, that's okay. And, um, yeah, so stronger intuition about people. That's number three. Number four is more freaking love in my life. Oh my gosh. I cannot even say enough about, oh, I mean, honestly, one of the biggest motivators for me coming out publicly um, on, that, on that interview with Andrew J. Lee was that I was just feeling so strongly and about people not limiting the love in their life right? I mean, when we first got started, it was really about sex and that's okay. And then ultimately it really became about love. And I have so much love in my life. Like, well, first of all, I'm closer with my husband than ever before. I mean, can you imagine being able to not, to being able to not have to hide any thoughts like about finding somebody else attractive or not having to like, not share dreams that you have about being with somebody else, you know, or, I mean, there's just, there's, it's interesting how much we keep to ourselves, you know, when you're in a highly monogamous construct, you know, it's like now my husband and I could remark if we think a waitress is sexy, <laughs> it's kind of fun. Um, and many other thoughts that, that have, we've opened up to sharing with each other because there is such a safety that's created. So that love is bigger and more supportive. And now I also have uh, people and other people in my life that are like family. You know, right now I have um, a, a boyfriend that is local in my area that I get to see quite often. I also have a lover that is in um, another country, uh, not too far away, but, um, you know, that, you know, these people, these men in my case, the, are our extended family and their families are my extended family. And so like when I launched this podcast, I had like 10 reviews and it was like all from family. <laughs> if I include them as family. Right. Um, I just, just the, um, the tangible and emotional support that I have. And I really, really believe this y'all. I believe that there is a relationship between the amount of love that we have in our life and our success. It's a, it's a significant thing to like really feel into what is possible and how filled up we are and enriched and strength we're given from people in our life cheering us on, from people in our life picking us up when we, when we fall down. And I have now a whole uh, extended like layer um, outside of my immediate sort of official family. And I'm so super grateful and I love it. I just, I love loving. It's so great. It's so fun. So there are some of you that are listening that like, you don't even relate to the whole sex part of the opening up 
And when you hear me talk about getting to love more people, you resonate with that. And I just, I meet so many people that I feel I have so much love to give that, that they've limited it, you know, because of, um, you know, their beliefs and, uh, ah, yeah. So not limiting love has not limited my success. All right. Number five, I am more fully expressed just as a human, as a woman, as a, as a business owner, I am more fully expressed. I didn't know there were parts of me that were dimmed or cut off. And I talked about this um, earlier when I talked about um, number two, increasing my self-confidence, but I think it really deserved its own airtime being more fully expressed. Um, I love connecting with people and like one of my most favorite things is juicy, deep conversation with somebody else who is deep and open-minded and self-aware. Like, of course, my favorite setting for these conversations is in a hot tub, (laughs) which I learned also in this whole non-monogamy world about juicy hot tub conversations. And, oh, here is something that's not in my notes that I'm thinking of in this moment. When I am in an environment with awesome people that are open-minded, that are also um, in the, have that non-monogamous mindset that are just willing to go there with connecting on all levels. When I'm having these juicy conversations, I find that I even forget about eating. All right. So if you've listened to some of the episodes, you know that one of my journeys has been around um, food and I was in a 12-step program that had to do with people that used food to, you know, numb their feelings. It's, you know, it's an addiction like any other addiction, alcohol, spending, sex, drugs, whatever. So food was, used to be my thing. And what's been so amazing to see is that I don't need, I don't need food when I get to just like be fully expressed and I get to connect with people um, deeply and so fun and so fulfilling. So like, that was like, <laughs> when I realized that once I was like, Oh my God, I forgot to eat lunch. Like that, <laughs> that does not happen to me. And I forgot because I was just having such great conversations with people. So, I mean, for me, that's like the ultimate, um, ex- you know, like test of, you know, at, am I fulfilled if I'm not thinking about food? <laughs> I still enjoy eating, but anyway, so, so more fully expressed, um, and you know, another, another aspect of being fully expressed and having, you know, great conversations with people, um, is I like flirting and I didn't, I didn't, I thought flirting was bad. You know, like I thought, I thought I used to think that flirting meant that you were like trying to get somewhere with somebody like that. It had to do with sex and like, if, and you know, also I think as women, sometimes we're defensive cause we're like, you know, worried about, you know, um, advances and things that are unwanted, which is you know, that's real shit to, to, to be concerned about. And, um, and I just, I like being a little flirty and without destination. And there's just, it's just a different way of connecting with people. And, um, and I didn't know that about myself. And I I had totally um, dimmed that part for sure. That's just that flirty, cutesy, cheeky is one of my lovers calls it, you know, way of relating. Um, and it's just fun. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so that's, that's number five, more fully expressed. Okay, number six, 
So again, we're talking about ways that my um, journey with non-monogamy and opening up my marriage has impacted my business, my mission. So number six is, is adding more adventure. And I, that's something that I have a high value for in, in my life. I really appreciate getting to have adventures. And what does that do for me is it gives me more fulfillment and more joy. And when I have fulfillment and joy, I have more juice for my business, right? And of course, my business now is like such a, an adventure. So that's just like the beautiful, you know, holographic, uh, you know, thing that's going on here. So I'm super excited about that. So for me, this has added, the non-monogamy has added more adventure, um, and I do believe that 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 joy that it gives me um, just fuels my business, you know, because business is not always fun. I know this, you know, and I always talk about how one of the biggest assets that we have as a mission driven entrepreneur is the fire that we have in our belly, because like that's the thing that's going to pick us up when we, you know, have been knocked down is that fire in our belly. You know, it's something I talk about a lot when I talk about the GFR commandments. If you haven't checked those out, you must. I must check out the episode. That was the first confession episode was about the GFR commandments and, and make sure you grab your copy of it. Um, because it, what it shows up a lot is, is how when we're not fulfilled and happy and feeling good, it dampens and slows down our mission. So I have now more adventure in my life. <laughs> and uh, here's a cut. You want to hear a couple examples of adventure? <laughs> They're fun. Okay. So uh, something that we did for a few years uh, is we went to a clothing optional lifestyle resort and oh my God, y'all, I had never, like, I am not like a, hugely naked kind of person. And if you are like all the power to you, I think I, I would say that I am now, but uh, I wasn't before we did this. And, and um, I was freaking out and I, it was like the ultimate stretch for me. Like, like, and that to me is adventure, right? Like going to like that edge of stretch where there's like jumping out of a plane, going on a roller coaster, eating something crazy. Um, and in this case, it was walking around without clothes on. Oh my God, it was amazing. Um, walking on the beach and being in the ocean. And uh, it just, oh my God, I can go on and on about how it changed my life and ultimately um, had me like see all the different body types and have such a level of self-acceptance. And I mean, I just go on and on about it. So that was an example of adventure. Another example of adventure is um, going to um, sex positive conferences. So sex positive is, an, is a one way that people identify that not necessarily non-monogamous, but just really are sex positive, like accept it as a beautiful, natural, fun part of their lives, you know, talk about it, study it. You know, there's sex educators, there's all kinds of um, sex related um, and, and probably many of you listening, uh, you are, there's a lot of mission-based businesses that have to do with sexuality. And so I've gotten more into that world and there's some really cool conferences on, I'm in the LA area. So um, one of them, we got to uh, meet Dr. Ruth. What a hoot that was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I remember listening to Dr. Ruth when I was a kid. She was like one of the first, you know, 
just like publicly talking about sex, you know, kinds of personalities. So I got to meet her. And so going to conferences where, you know, there's like-minded people, that's, that's always fun, no matter what your interests are. Um, and it is a bit of a hobby now. And my husband and I joke, like it's a hobby that we now have in common. And, um, and yeah, so that's, that's adding adventure. So number seven, access to my sexual energy in a new way. I really had not explored this part of myself. I got married young and I, you know, had a few long-term relationships before that. I didn't do a lot of crazy things in college, a few, but not a lot. Like I had not really explored myself as, you know, a sexual being, um, you know, the orgasmic energy, like there's all kinds of ways that you that people refer to it. But I just know that that has impacted my full expression, has impacted my joy, has impacted my self-confidence, like, and, you know, even impacted like my health. Like I believe that access and connection to our sexual energy makes us more healthy. <laughs> you know, we release toxins and tensions, you know, we can use it for manifesting. If you listen to episode two with Kamala Devi, she talks about that. Um, so yeah, more access to my sexual energy for sure impacted my presence on stage and in just so many ways. All right. I got two more and these are juicy. So number eight, it has given me greater empathy and understanding of people. These people potentially are my listeners. These people are my clients. I can connect with the, the lives of a whole host of new people because of my, my adventure in this area. Um, some of the ways have to do with sexual identity. I have had clients that have shifted from identifying as a lesbian to dating men to and questioning what the hell is happening to me and i i'm i can now speak to that adventure i've had i could speak to gender identity i have trans friends now and have more intimate connection with that journey of transitioning i can talk about coming out you know i I talk about the process of us sharing first with our daughter and then with our parents and cousins and family and clients. Like I talk about that as our coming out. It really, really felt like coming out. And in, and in many ways, non-monogamy is less acceptable than being gay or queer or whatever, however you identify. It's a, quite an interesting thing. There's a, I don't know, it can go on and on about that. So coming out in some way to family and people that we love about a secret that we have is something that I can now speak to, that I have experience with. Um, I know what it's like to have a big kind of secret life. I know before my husband and I shared with anybody, it was about two years of, of me feeling incongruent, me feeling inauthentic, me hiding a part of myself from the people that were closest to me, like my parents, um, and um, being able to... So living with that, I can relate to any that kind of secret. And, and then, of course, the coming out process around that. Um, I also have greater empathy and understanding for talking about relationships and how one partner, how it's, it's really quite a journey to recognize that one partner may not fill all of our needs. 
you know, I, I actually believe that now that there, it's, it's almost impossible for one individual to meet all of our needs. Um, and that often is something that people will be GFRing about um, in their work with me, in their mentorship work with me. And it, direct, it relates directly to their business because often they don't have the support of that person. That person doesn't understand what they're doing. They're questioning the investments they're making. You know, there's all kinds of ways that when you have a, a, a primary partner that is not supportive, it will slow down your mission. Obviously, I'm very open-minded about relationships. Um, and again, uh, sex positivity has um, really opened my mind around all types of things that people find sexy and healing and all that type of thing. So that's number eight. And so the last thing that I want to share about how this whole thing has impacted me um, as a mission-driven entrepreneur, successful, soulful entrepreneur, and really as a person, is that it has ultimately helped me to be fully integrated as a person. And I have had multiple moments of integration in my life. I specifically remember when I decided to not get another job 20 years ago and decided to start my own business. I had been on a spiritual journey um, at the time, a pretty extensive spiritual journey. I had been on a journey with the 12 steps and really actually that ignited a lot of my spiritual journey. And that was always off on the side. That was like another life that I had outside of what I was doing in corporate America. And I know many of you can relate to this, like kind of, you know, feeling like you have multiple lives, right? And I remember when I left corporate and started my own business that I was really able to finally integrate the spiritual side of myself in my business called Conscious Marketing. And... And that was very groundbreaking at the time, 20 years ago. And so now um, my coming out about being non-monogamous and my adventures in that area have had me arrive at another place where I feel fully integrated. And ultimately, it absolutely led to the birth of Get Fucking Real and this movement, this conversation that we are having here on the show and all the different ways that we have and all the different opportunities that we have to look at our lives and see what doesn't feel good because ultimately that will be slowing us down. That will impact our mission. It will impact our income. It will impact how we show up in the world. And so that's, that's number nine, really feeling fully integrated as a human being. And, you know, when I go, when I revisit that top five regrets of the dying. And I look at how many people, you know, this, this gal who wrote this article uh, worked in hospice for many, many, many years. And this is where she made this list and how many people she encountered that had, had regrets about not having the courage to live a life true to themselves um, and instead living a life that was expected of them and not expressing their feelings and not letting themselves be happier. It's like, fuck that. I am, I am getting to my end of days, whether that's next week or, you know, 40, 50 years from now, um, I am going to feel like I fulfilled my mission here, that I have left the legacy that I want to live, that I have taught my kid things that I want to teach her that I have given anyone that encounters me permission 
to be all of themselves, to do the things they want to do, to be who they want to be. So thank you for listening to this journey. I hope that it does give you that permission that I intended it to give and that it at the very minimum has you get real with yourself about where you have incongruencies and where you may not be fully expressed and where you can increase your self-confidence and get to know yourself better. All right. There are a bunch of resources in the show notes for this episode for obvious reasons. There's books I recommend, podcasts you can listen to, websites you can check out. There's other episodes on the Get Fucking Real show with some really cool people that are in the sex positive world and many of whom uh, I was led to get to know um, in a deeper way, which had me wondering, am I supposed to <laughs> do something with non-monogamy or sex positivity? And really, I, I ultimately realized it was just, you know, one more aspect of my story I was meant to share. And of course, the people that I got to meet. So many of um, the, the books and the podcasts and things I'm recommending, um, we've had a, a few of those people on the show and are, are planning on having more on the show in the future. And um, so go check that out. Lots of great resources. And yeah, and just, I know it's not easy. I know that this bumps up against really firm beliefs and stories that you have that have served you. And I know that questioning our beliefs and our stories is the gateway to freedom, to less stress, to more fulfillment. And so I invite you to do that in whatever way feels safe to you. All right, y'all, this was so fun and has really um, ensured that I will have one less regret for sure um, at the end of my life, having shared this journey with you. And I promise to continue to share my journey with you and all the ways that it shows up that I feel like it could serve you and uh, would love to hear anything that you want to share about how this has impacted you. Please reach out. Now, if you're a member of our GFR squad, you are in for a treat because I'm going to have my mom <laughs> talk about what she, talk about what it was like for her when we opened up and we came out to her. <laughs> Oh my God, it's quite a funny story. And um, her response is probably not anything that you would imagine. And so that is for our curated GFR squad members. So this is a private membership community, super low investment, only starts at only $20 to get connected with people that are in this GFR conversation that are talking about these episodes and to get access to all of the bonus exclusive segments from all of our guests. I highly and I highly recommend um, that if you are feeling at all attracted to this message, inspired by this message, that you come on over to gfr.life forward slash squad, fill out the form. It takes a minute. Um, and then join us in our squad quad, which is our Facebook group. And that's where all the bonus videos are posted and where our conversation is happening about the episodes and people are GFRing all over the place. And that's where you'll get to meet my mom and hear the story of um, when we came out to her and my dad and uh, my daughter was there too. And uh, it's quite a funny story. And you get to hear a bit about what she thinks of all this. So um, yeah, so I hope that that, I hope that that 
finally has you click and fill out the form if you've been thinking about the squad. I hope that this does it for you. Um, it's part of my evil, not so secret plan. All right, y'all, it's been such a blast to have this conversation with you. And I hope to hear more from you about it. And I will share more as it does unfold. All right. Bye-bye for now. See you next time.